Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I have now seen all of Strange New Worlds. I'm I'm Jay, and I have now seen all of Strange New Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Josh, and I already want to see all of Strange New Worlds again. Um, real quick for stuff from uh, Discount Games, Inc. Uh, first off, um, we have new releases from Games Workshop. There is a new... Uh, Kill Team starter box and some other Kill Team items, so that's a good chance to get in those. Um, and then there's also a uh, um, new releases for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, and it has stuff like Nick Fury Sr., uh, World War II Captain America, and the original Human Torch, and then the start of the Hydra affiliation with Arnim Zola and Baron Struger. So. so when you say Nick Fury Jr., like, are we talking like geriatric Nick Fury, basically? It's it's Nick Fury Senior, and it's I th- it's I mean I I don't his uniform I think looks kind of Vietnam era. Oh, okay, so, interesting. So I don't know, uh, but I guess I, this does have. A, I'm curious uh, what your guys's reaction is to this um, thing that's kind of been. Um, causing a, a little bit of a, some people are a little bit upset over this in, in Marvel crisis protocol, I guess. Oh, geez. I, okay. Okay. I am ready to express an opinion about something which I know nothing. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So there is a new model out named Malekith and he has this really cool, model where he's riding like this wing tiger and he's like looking ready to pounce off the back of this tiger and he's one of the very first models that marvel crisis protocol has had where the footprint of the model is bigger than the footprint of the base and the wings of the model are are pretty big and it's it's a really cool looking model but it it has a big physical space and so recently there was a, uh, it was at the Nova Open, um, there was a convention and there were some people who wanted to uh, magnetize the wings. And the tournament organizer said, no, that's that's not, um, not allowed, you can't do that. And there was also a... Um, Wait, what was, hold on just a second. What was his basis of saying you couldn't magnetize a model? Um, so the the way that the core rules are written, here is the the portion of the, the rules that are 
kind of appropriate or suitable. Um, It says, if a character's miniature or base can't physically fit and balance on top of a terrain feature, uh, the character can't end a movement there. Okay. And so um, it's, I guess my meta, I guess there's a lot of things to, here's, here's another ruling with it. Someone asked a question. If there's a spot on the board where Malika's space would fit, but the model cannot be placed because of his wings, for instance, between two buildings, is this considered a legal placement? And the official ruling on it was, if a miniature cannot physically fit somewhere, it cannot move there. Okay. Um, and so, you know, there's people from other game systems, uh, largely, that don't like this ruling because they want to... They think they should be able to do a proxy base or remove the ring, the wings or whatever. Um, and so I guess before I say my opinion, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear your guys's opinion on, uh, on what you think of that. Um, I mean, I, I love letter of the law interpretations and that is a very letter of the law interpretation of the, the no fitty rule or whatever you, I don't know what they call that rule, but Sure seems like it takes some of the fun away. It's a cool. I was just. I looked the model up. It's a really cool looking model. That sure. I sure know nothing about that character. I'm like, what? Uh, he is the villain of Thor two, the dark elf version yeah. of the story of Thor. Okay. okay. In the MCU. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, <laughs> to be fair for Josh, that still doesn't yeah. tell you a whole lot. <laughs> that movie doesn't yeah. really go into a lot of detail about him. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm a fan of the letter of the law as well. I prefer something that's clear and easily to, to understood rather than um, something that can be interpreted multiple ways. So I, I appreciate this rule, um, you know, and, and at that point, I'm happy with it. Um, it's just a, something you need to uh, be aware of when you take this model in your list. That you mm-hmm, may have mm-hmm. situations where you won't be able to play it or be able to get it to where you need it to be. Additionally, I'm going to state something that's outside of Marvel Crisis Protocol, and that's with War Machine, where we used a lot of proxies. Mm-hmm. From a visual situation, walking around at a convention and looking at a tabletop where your game is being played as a designer, like if I were walking around looking at the tabletop, and I saw some of the games that I played or saw played in War Machine, I would have been very disappointed or very upset. Because there were times in, in in Mark II where you would walk to a table and see, you know, five, six plus proxies sitting on the table. And, and you know, those are supposed to represent models. Instead, you have little discs representing models. And visually, it's awful. So for them to take this stance and make it, you know, guaranteed that you don't, A, you don't need a proxy, and B, you can't use a proxy um, visually from a design perspective is an appropriate way for them to go. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, um, it feels to me that, you know, there, obviously there's a lot of designers who worked on war machine that are working on, uh, on Marvel crisis protocol. And it feels like there were some, some things that they saw with war machine that they didn't like as game designers. And, um, I, I guess the, the top three things off the top of my head are that, it is a game that is, and and I've I've experienced this with my own play as well. But it's it's a game where they are focusing on playing the game for fun and not for you know a a competitive uh, cutthroat game necessarily. Um, I think it can still be 
competitive and, and still be fun in that way. But that's more of their focus. I think they also really disliked what kind of Trevor said, where there was a point in um, in War Machine where it felt like you could walk to a table and see like a million measuring tools and gadgets and proxy bases and it almost felt like you should just be playing with pogs at that point <laughs> we, we, we i were. have thought that before yeah. we, we were we were playing with pogs in many cases and there's so many times where i was just you know where the pog was on the table i put a representation on top of it but i would take it off the minute you know i needed to there was we were playing with discs and and the game was still fun and certainly it wasn't you know, just a pog game, but there was times when it was, you know, I, I have this, I guess, a, a, I guess anybody who plays Legion or played Scorn and had to deal with wings right. or tusks, yep. Yep. it was like, yeah. you know what, I'm playing this entire game with pogs because I just can't deal with all these wings and tusks. And it's just the way it was. So let me go to the flip side of this and say, as a consumer, when a game company creates a mold or a model like this that mm-hmm. so far overhangs its base and makes it difficult to play with that is also disappointing i would rather this model had a bigger base or the wings yeah, were I mean, in a different position i guess because yeah, the wings could be up and it wouldn't have you know killed anything or pulled in yeah part of the issue is the the base size makes a big difference with um your movement in Marvel Crisis Protocol. And I mean, I guess they could have given a bigger base and then a smaller movement tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, what you're saying is not wrong. <laughs> so, um, anyways, that was the, you know, the, the, the controversy f- from the corner of uh, the internet that I, one of the, one of the, one of the comments. Um, so someone, <laughs> someone on the internet uh, they, they were like, you know, I'm, I'm going to now, uh, this is, this is my final straw for Marvel crisis protocol. Cause you know, I, I don't like this rule. And oh, is this an ar- army burning moment here? Is that where we're about to go? Uh, well, it was like, you know, this is the, um, you know, this is the final nail in the coffin for me all in already feeling a little burned on the game. And the move towards Games Workshop esque mechanics makes me cringe. And <laughs> and ironically, the person is like quitting Marvel Crisis Protocol to focus on 40k because of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that that immediately makes me say, yeah, I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> and then they someone someone did a reply saying that you know it's nice in War Machine Mark IV that they're getting in the way of facing. Um, because, you know, like if I have a scorn Titan, it's not a huge deal if I do a butt charge. And then the other other person replied and was like, uh, yeah, at least war machine was proxy base friendly. So you could leave a tool in place to mark an actual position, much cleaner solution than just telling players that sometimes their models are invincible to due to overhang. And <laughs> I, I don't know, like I, I just don't Much cleaner solution. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited because, uh, it, it's time now for Trevor to talk to us about, uh, F1 manager. Oh my and gosh. I think is most exciting about this is that I feel like he's going to say about, 20 30 times that like even though 
I'm I'm like a drug addict who has devoted his life uh, in the last few days to playing like 32 hours of the game in the last four days. Uh, I I I don't really know the game and <laughs> can't really give <laughs> solid information on it. Uh, it's, it's 30, 37 hours actually. 37. I, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. I, contemplated booting it up multiple times during this conversation (laughs) (laughs) so uh is i mean i guess would you say that statement's true that you feel like you're 37 hours in and are barely scratching the surface uh in some ways there's some things about it that i don't necessarily know but there's also some um so Let's let's start at the beginning. So F1 Manager 22 is a game that is developed by um, uh, shoot. Let me sorry. Let me pull them up real quick. They're a game that or a, a company that um, is known. Frontier Developments is their name. Sorry, I couldn't think of their name. They're known for making Sims. Okay, so the games that they've the other games that you may have heard of, Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, um, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Those are some of the other uh, management sims uh, that they have uh, created in the past. Uh, so th- this is not a new genre to them. Okay, so in F1 Manager 22, you take uh, a F1 team and you manage it. You're the team principal, essentially. Um, you manage your technical staff, you manage your funds, you manage your development, you manage the race teams, uh, your drivers, etc. Um, but all of that said, this is the very first year of this game. There has been no F1 manager game before it. So it is quite rough. Um, sometimes I think those of us who play management sims um, are used to the fact that, that they have been developed and uh, used. Finally over honed. <laughs> finally honed over many, many years. I mean, before you know, Zoo Tycoon, there was, or before, um, I can't think of the name of it, Zoo, Planet Zoo, there was Zoo Tycoon and Zoo this and Zoo that. There's been dozens of these games and in all of these sorts of things in these genres all the way back to SimCity. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, City Skylines as an example and all the refinement it has, and you sometimes forget that that's, you know, decades worth of um, genre development. Uh, but it becomes pretty apparent when you start playing F1 Manager uh, about how how much this is really a first stab at the at the genre. So what you're saying is that we're playing the uh, Sid Meier Civ One of of F1 Manager. <laughs> manager. Uh, yeah, we kind of are. There there's some there's some major flaws. I'll, I'll get into those in a minute. But but there's some it, it is. It is a rough with maybe a diamond in the center of it. Now, that's not to say that I haven't enjoyed my time and that I won't continue playing it, but there are some uh, bugs and and things in it that, you know, this is a series, I'm assuming that they're going to attempt to make this sort of like a Madden or a, the one yeah, I'm I would certain. Assume so. the, I'm, the one I'm certain that they're pattering it after is the um, uh, football manager, the mm-hmm. uh, 
the FIFA football manager game, uh, which is, you know, been around for a long time and is extremely well developed. Um, so I think their goal is to probably, you know, update it for a while and then and then put it away and develop the next year's one and, and just continue improving. It. And this is a series that I can see myself continue to follow and play. You know, I've never been the type to buy one of those series every year, but every couple of years I probably would. And because this one's kind of rough and the fun is in, I can see it in there and I'm enjoying it. I probably will buy next year's if they come out with it. But if the next year's one is good, I might skip a year or two. Um, you know, kind of like sure. I did when, when Madden first came out. We played I when Madden first came out, I played every year Madden. But now it's one of those series that I'm like, eh, I enjoy Madden, but this version and the mechanics are just great and I don't need stats updated on every single player. Right. I can wait two or three I, years before I buy another version of it. I have another friend who who's been playing this and he granted he's also i mean he's he's recently become a f1 fan within you know like the last year i would say i i think um but he's he's to the point where he'll like watch the qualifiers he'll watch the races etc of of the sport as well so um he his his opinion of the game is that uh it's the greatest game he's ever played and he wants to play it uh every waking moment that he can <laughs> well, let, me, let me say this uh as as praise for the game um i am i'm not an f1 fan i watched it when i was a kid um back when it actually showed up on american tv uh but somewhere in the 80s or 90s uh, the interest in F1 in the United States waned to the point right. where it was no longer shown on uh, the major three networks. You could no longer tune in on Saturday and see F1 qualifying. It just it wasn't there. You had to go to cable to find it, and eventually it sort of started disappearing from cable, honestly. I mean, it's still there, but it's just – it's not – Americans don't care about F1. Most of us. And it's – right, and it's kind of funny. Like if this was – So it's like the soccer of racing. Well, there was a point where F1, I don't know if you want to call it split, but they, they started doing, they started, America built its own system. Of, oh, oh, I see. Okay. Of a, a competing race system that is not as interesting, honestly, but it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, if, if honestly, if this was, I, it's, it's kind of funny that this is the case, but um, I, I guess it again goes back to how much theming matters to me. But if this was, uh, NASCAR manager, like I would have zero interest in it. Yeah, that's, okay. that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Um, although um, I've heard m- multiple people say that that the same game skinned in NASCAR would be a great game too, and I agree. Right. Yeah, it, it would be. Yeah. Um, but I- anyway, so all of that said, um, I was not a fan of F1 um, since I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, I watched it on TV, but, and I had, you know, little F1 cars, but it just sort of left the American zeitgeist. Since playing this game, I've started watching, um, <laughs> the Ra- race to survive on Netflix. Drive to survive. Drive to survive. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm, I'm an F1 fan again. This game has brought me back to the sport in a big way. And I, you know, I'm missing 25 years of, of history or more. So, you know that that's a lot, but it's really got me interested in it again, um, and and I've learned a lot about the sport simply from playing the game. So, uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was I'm trying to figure out why my two co-hosts don't have a lot of interest in Sims. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, know they do seem like they are like digital board games. 
I'm not sure it's fair to say that I don't have interest in them. I just haven't played many of them. And I don't know why I never... Like, I played a little bit of SimCity ages ago, but there was never a Sim that really ever jumped out at me. I uh-huh. think the real question is, it's not my fault, it's, it's the industry's fault. Like, why aren't there Sims that are roguelites? <laughs> <laughs> because their intention is not... Their focus is different, Josh. It's it's more of a, at least for a lot of them, it is a cre- creative thing. This one is not not so much, but like you know, Planet Coaster, Planet Zoo, those those style, they're very much uh, about creativity, not yeah, about. I mean, I don't I don't really like choi- it. Or, not uh, about choices. I don't really know know why the like theme park ones never appealed to me. Um, if they if they did a Disney branded one i would i would play that but i i guess my answer to you is that there's never really been one that the the theming has drawn my attention that much and what would what would you so what would you say are the top sim games that you've you've played trevor that i've played uh you're kind of catching me off guard so i don't know there's sure. there's, there's two different or types of ones. sure go ahead there's two different types of man of sims out there, management sims that I can think of, um, genres I'll call them, and then there's some that sort of bridge the gap. The first one I would call creative sims. Those are the ones like Planet Coaster, Planet Zoo, and then there's the management sims like F1 Manager. Um, trying to think of some others that that sort of fall in that. I realm. mean, I feel like Crusader Kings should be considered a sim. Is that fair? I haven't played it, so I don't know. But if you're if you're managing like the amount of money you're spending on, um, you know, feeding the horses, then yes, it's a management sim. <laughs> I mean, you're managing the traits of your royals and how they will be wed together to potentially breed better children for. Yeah, that's know, that's probably school daggery and. Yeah, I mean, I've I've mentioned before. I don't remember if I mentioned on this show, but one of my favorite ma- sims as a as a teen was a game called Detroit where you, mm-hmm. you you ran a car company car company and, yeah yeah and you you know you the things you sort of worked on were uh, car designs and how much money you spent on advertising and where you opened up new uh new dealerships and such, yeah, yeah new markets and and what types of cars you built etc those were all important decisions you had to make I'm, and there's go sorry ahead. go ahead there's a new version of that gear city which i've mentioned on this show before and gear city is and Detroit before it, Gear, Gear City is even more so, but Gear City is probably the most fiddly management sim I've ever played by a, a pretty significant margin. Like there are slider bars and and numbers for everything. The the bars have bars themselves. Yes, <laughs> like it has it has so many. You can take out loans, and there's 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 ten different types of advertising you can do. It's not just how much you're gonna spend on advertising. It's are you gonna spend advertising on newspaper or radio or, you know, later on in the game, TV, et cetera. It's just there's and and the amount of money you can spend in advertising is each individual market is different. So you can spend more on newspapers in New York, but you can spend more on radio in LA because you know, because in the West Coast they're more trendy or whatever whatever it is, you know, that that thing is it is so fiddly, and Detroit was the same way in many ways. It would take you hours and hours and hours to get through a year in Detroit, and Gear City is kind of the same way. To get get through a whole span of a company would take, I mean, you would be playing it every night for months. So 
so F1 Manager definitely has some of that in it because I'm, like I said, 37 hours in and I'm only halfway through the first season. Yeah, this like, just feels like 11, this kind of stuff was built for young Josh too, for the record. <laughs> it it does take a lot of time. I think I think most sims are that way. They're, yeah. they're really time sinks. There's a lot of involvement going on. A lot, uh, you know. I would even say that you guys, Jay, has certainly played some sims, but it's it's the Total War Warhammer series that the sims mm-hmm. he, he's played. There's a lot of management going on in that game as well. Mm-hmm. It may be different than what you're doing here. You're managing the individual city states or whatever, but right. um, you know, it is far more simmy than than you know a real-time strategy game for example which it's sort of in that same genre so yeah there was on this i think it was the sega genesis there was a management sim where you were um operating an airline company mm-hmm. and it was one that i enjoyed quite a bit playing as a kid but um, that's one of the few management sims i can think of off the top of my head yeah, yeah for re- me, SimCity is like pretty much all I've ever experienced. I think. Yeah, it's interesting to me because you're both uh, business owners. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because you know you do the management sim all day at work. You don't want to come home and play it. I don't know. <laughs> but okay, so anyway, uh, F1 Manager 22, uh, you play team principal and you manage all of the things. Um, it uh, it does take quite a bit of time. Uh, because unlike Madden, where the default is the game um, quarters are reduced, this you're actually playing an entire race. Like when you sit down to race at uh, Monaco, you're racing all 70 laps or whatever it is Monaco is. And there is a, 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 it's not a slider bar, but there's a thing that you can check that, that moves the speed up um, for mm-hmm. all the way up to time 16. But for you know a race that takes... Uh, an hour and a half, two hours, you know, and and in the race here, even if you're at time 16, you're not going to do that for the whole time. If you're ma- actually, you know, being fiddly with it and managing it, you're going to do it in between management decisions. So a, a race can take quite a bit of time and you have three, three practices, the qualification rounds, and then all the management that happens in between. So a week so in this real, game real can quick. take probably three, three hours. Mm. Sure. So real quick, Trevor, um, just as, I mean, there's probably some listeners and, and maybe Josh who is not aware of this, but the way that the F1 teams work is that there's, there's kind of two competitions going on in F1. The first one is who's going to be the, the driver who scores the most points in the year. And the second one is who's going to be the, the team that, scores the most points and was the constructors cup and each team will fill two cars in a race. And I'm assuming in this it's with you playing the principal that, you know, you are trying to win more. So the constructors cup than the, um, individual race cup. Is that correct? Mm, I would say no. Okay. It's much, it's much like real, team principle in that you would still want one of your drivers to win sure um, yeah yeah their individual thing but you, you have there's achievements for both let me put it that way okay um so certainly i think that your goal as a you know team principal the the quote-unquote board that you report to in the game uh they don't at least from what i've seen most of the goals that they provide are not based on 
on driver achievement. They're based on team achievement. So yes, and when th when that's concerned, as far as your um, the the you know the board of directors that's that's running your F1 company and the um, sponsors, they're looking for the team to do well, not necessarily an individual driver. Mm -hmm. And but you when you do a race, you're going to be managing two cars is is that correct yes yeah yeah so there's a there's a lot of um you know managing there's a lot of issues with trying to manage two cars at the same time and i feel like somewhat like the real world sometimes one car gets a little more attention than the other mm -hmm. i'm not yeah. not, pl not playing favorites with my drivers or anything but uh... <laughs> <laughs> i mean one of one of the things that if if you watch drive to survive is that you know sometimes the team principal will tell one of the drivers to let the other driver on his team pass because that one has, you know, more points and is, is closer to winning the, uh, you know, the individual driver competition or stuff like that. And so it's my favorite it, part is when those drivers tell their team principal to F off. That's my favorite part. <laughs> 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 so does that happen in the game? Uh, no, because you, you don't necessarily have that control. So I, there's no way in the game to tell them. Well, I mean, there is, you don't, you don't directly tell them back off and let the other person pass you, but there is a check yeah. box, check box that says, don't fight your teammates. And there are, you can, you can manually, you mm. can just move the slider bar down and tell them to go slower. So, um, and the truth is, is the game doesn't have the ability for those drivers to fight back. They do as they're told in the game. Cause it's a management sim, you know? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was added at a later point, though, that, that there would be like an attitude score on the driver. That if they had yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. They might tell you off or something. So something <laughs> I'm, I'm curious on, Trevor, I, I know that you had watched, uh, bef before you started playing that, you had watched uh, quite a few hours of people streaming and, I did, and yes. playing the game. And so you, you knew a fair bit about the game before you started. Uh, uh, yes and no. So I, I'm, I'm curious. I haven't, I haven't really watched anything on the game. I've, okay. I've seen a little bit. I've read a little bit. Uh, if, if I were to, you know, purchase this game now and dive in and start playing, uh, like how overwhelmed with, with info would I, would I feel like starting off? Uh, so of all you, have you watched any F1 or just from the, the Netflix series? Uh, yeah, mostly just from the Netflix series. I've, I have read okay. some stuff as well. Okay. I, th I think that you're familiar enough with F1 that you wouldn't be that overwhelmed, honestly. It, it's not, it's not as in-depth as you might think in some ways, but it is, you know, it takes more of a management perspective than necessarily a, uh, minutia of the intricacies of F1. Although I do notice that the streamers who are familiar with F1 are doing better. They, they, they do better. They, they know the, the, some of the strategies better, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas um, I feel like I'm floundering a little bit, especially when it comes to like pitting strategies and some of those other things. I, I have no clue. I'm just doing what I think is right. And, and I know that it's probably you know not the best, but I, I think that this is pretty friendly to somebody who doesn't necessarily know F1. Um, and I think anybody who does have at least a basic understanding of F1 probably is is going to jump right in and not have too many problems. Um, certainly, it does favor somebody who understands F1. And I think they'll do better at the game quicker. Mm. So I, I want to talk about some of the flaws of the game because I I've I think I feel like I've gushed about it quite a bit, but the game 
is a little bit of a pig with lipstick on it. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about some of those issues. Some of the UI has some major issues. Um, sometimes you have to go multiple menus deep to find information that you shouldn't have to. And I'll give you an example. There's a management tab that shows you, uh, sorry, a manufacturing tab, excuse me, a manufacturing tab that shows you all the parts you have for the car. Okay, so wings, uh, uh, engines, uh, transmissions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, on that tab, you click the tab and it shows you all these boxes that has all the parts. Rather than having the number of parts in each box showing you what they you currently have, you have to click on the box and go into a second menu to see it. And this game is filled with that sort of thing. Um, one of the things is after qualifying right before the race when you're setting up the cars, there is no location that tells you where you qualified or what the, the starting lineup looks like. And these are things that you would think with a well-developed sim, one that's been, you know, had multiple versions of, you would ha- just have. Um, you know, you, you can't, if you don't remember where you qualified and who's in front of you and who's behind you, you, you won't find, there's no way to find it once you're in the, the last screen before you start the race. There's no way to see the starting grid, which I think is just uh, sort of an odd thing that, that, that they missed out on. Um, some of the other things is the the AI is very rudimentary. So it's very clear that the F1 cars are driving on the equivalent of slots. So there's certain lines on the track, and they will move into these lines like a slot car almost, back and forth, um, rather than uh, driving more dynamically like you'd get out of a, a racing game. Like if you're driving Forza or Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. the a- the AI in those games is well refined. And I realize that that's not like open source code and they just can't pull it in and make it work here. Um, but in comparison, the AI here is, I mean, frankly, it's dumb. It, it's, it is 20, 20 years behind those games easily. So these are some of the things that... I would really like to see improved, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's some, there's some other complaints. One of them is that um, because the AI is so dumb, for example, during quali- qualifications, um, a driver who's on a um, out lap or an in lap after they've done their hot lap. Um, so, you know, the first lap when you go out and getting the tires warm before you do a really as fast as you can go or the lap after that, where you're coming into the pit, normally in real F1, those guys will move out of the way of somebody trying to make their hot lap in this game. They don't always move out of the way. They don't necessarily obey, you know, kind of the, the gentleman rules of F1, which means that you can get screwed by the AI. So um, there's some, there's another issue that it has is the, the wrecks are all scripted and the physics engine is really poor. So in one race, there was a corner in the race where I basically saw the same animation five times during the race where uh, a driver locked up, <laughs> locked up the brakes, slid across the rocks and hit his front wing into the wall. And it was ex- the exact same animation every, every time there, there is a physics engine and potentially it's based on how fast they're going, et cetera, you know, how hard <laughs> they're turning. But the truth is, is that um, because the, AI is using the exact same line every time and they're going about the same speed every time it ends up being that these really poor physical or uh, physics engine things end up looking almost identical every time which I've never seen in you know 
you go back to the beginning of F1 racing, you know, 70 years ago, and you'll never see a wreck that looks anything like another wreck. But in the game, they all look almost identical. Um, so I, they really need to make some strides in AI and the physics engine and the way that wrecks are, are done. And I've seen some pretty interesting ones, but the truth is, is I've been through 11 races and seen a bunch of wrecks thus far, and I've never seen a F1 car roll or take off the ground, which are semi-common semi in F1. Um, so, you know, it's definitely got some issues. There also feels like there's a lot of decisions that um, are sort of taken out of your hands and sort of glossed over a little bit um, when it comes so, to... Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, baby, baby's first... Oh, no. Oh, he's cutting it out. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just don't want... I don't want to, like... All right. You, you back? He's teasing us. Okay, maybe he's not back. Not yet. Uh, so, anyway... I don't. I just don't want to like say how much I've enjoyed this game, and then have somebody go into it thinking um, that you know that this is the greatest it's flawless. Game ever. Yeah, because it's right. not. Yeah. It's got a lot of issues. A lot of issues. Um, but it's just I keep enjoying it, and everybody I've seen that's enjoying it, they're they're willing to overlook these flaws because they're having so much fun with it. So uh-huh. sometimes the flaws don't matter. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, it's also a little bit of an issue that how long the game takes. I wish there was a setting. So it lets you go to 16 times speed. I wish it could actually let you go even faster than that, 32 times speed. Because there are times where I'm just like, you know, this race is taking forever. This qualifying section is taking forever. Like, I need just a... There's times in, like, the practice sessions, for example, where I've got my setup right. All I need is the, the drivers to get practice time in. Um I just need to hit, you know, go to the end of the session. And instead, I got, the best I can do is time 16 and wait. Right. Which, when you're talking about an hour-long practice session, uh, I mean, what's time 16 for a 60-minute practice session? It's still two or three minutes that you're having to just sit there and do nothing while you wait right. for the sim to finish. Sure. Um, I mean, I I do feel like it's one that I'm going to pick up and going to play. Um, uh-huh. But I, it also feels like I need to time it so that, and maybe not, maybe I need to just dive in. Um, I was going to say it makes sense for me to do it when either Brian picks up a new MMO or mm-hmm. <laughs> he's also really excited about the um, the next Pokemon game that comes out in November. Um, and so he'll be playing like a ton of that on the Switch. Uh, uh-huh. And that's that good. Um Okay, so we have a a written question in from Josh. <laughs> uh, he's asking what baby's first. So pathetic. <laughs> uh, we can hear you now, Josh. Let's, let's try again. I trust nothing. Yeah, I was just curious because this sounds, you know, frankly more complicated than SimCity. So, and maybe SimCity is baby's first sim, but I was just sort of like, what should my first sim game be? So I don't I don't actually know that it is more complicated than SimCity. At least not the SimCity. I don't know which version of SimCity you played. The original SimCity was fairly basic. I agree, but you know SimCity grew up pretty quick, right? Yeah. Well, so, I, I like I I've loaded it multiple times. I just have literally never played um, Skylines, SimCity Skylines, and and that seems to be like in the 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 modern equivalent, right? Or it, it is, but gosh. So this is not even close to that. That is 
probably one of the most complex sims. Uh, Which one did you say is? C- City Skylines. Oh, okay. Um, I, mean, I did a, I did a search for the best management games on PC, and this was the the listicle that it put up. Um, RimWorld, Dyson Sphere Program, Frostpunk, Tropico 4, City Skylines, Planet Coaster, Two Point Hospital, Factorio, Stardew Valley, Farming Simulator 19, The Sims 3, Football Manager 2020, Jurassic World Evolution 2, and Planet Zoo. So it's interesting to me because some of those, um, again, some of those fall more in the creative realm and some of them fall more in the management realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think you'd need to find one that probably calls out to you. Here's here's one I'll throw out to you, Josh, that I played that I think played you, Frostpunk. Here's you one. That I think, Go ahead, Trevor. Uh, so, so here's one I'll throw out for Josh that I think he might enjoy. That's sort of in a similar SimCity vein, but I think he'd get a chuckle out of it. And that's one the Tropico series. So I, I haven't played the newest Tropico, so I don't necessarily know how good it is. But I played, I believe, it's Tropico Four. Um, and the whole point of Tropico is you get to play um, basically the dictator on a small island. So it, it's sort of a combination of SimCity, but it, it also involves government. Oh, okay. Okay. So Tropico 4 is, I mean, it's a little bit older now. Uh, I'm guessing it's probably uh, at least 12, 13, 14 years old, somewhere in that range. I don't Public. actually know. Nice. Um, but but I would that one is very management um, I think it's probably more fun and easier to get into than City Skylines. Um, the management is probably pretty, it's pretty intense. So it's not babies for a sim, but I do think it's one you might look at. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what to offer for babies for sim. Cause the truth is, is most sim games are pretty intense. Um, as far as the simulation part of them. Um, I mean, planet zoo and planet, um, uh, planet, uh, the other one i can't think of it anyway th- those are uh, probably a pretty strong choice planet coaster sorry those are probably a pretty good choice for a good introductory sim because they have nice slider bars you can make it easy or hard depending on what you want to tackle um, and they have a lot of the money management in them too most sim games have a lot of they kind of bridge the gap in a lot of ways i would honestly i would look through the sims try to find the one that that most calls out to you as far as genre and then find the best in that genre the the one that um, I had a lot of fun with last year uh, was also by this same company that makes F1 Manager 22, and that was the um, uh, Jurassic Park one. Mm. I actually thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's really a zoo, but it, the Jurassic World Evolution games add a lot of things that are just not there in zoo games. You know, trying to create new dinosaurs, um, having to deal with dinosaurs getting out of their... Um, their paddock and stuff like that. There's just a lot more going on. Um, so I had a lot of fun with that one. And it was honestly, the Jurassic world evolution games are reasonably simple. I mean, you can get into them pretty easily and they have, they have pretty good tutorials as well. So, they're, and they're highly praised games. Got a lot of awards. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, my expectation is that I am going to break down and, and buy this one and I'll probably even try to play it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm curious to see what uh, I end up thinking of it. Yeah, I've told, I've told myself that I ought to get through the four uh, roguelikes that I b- bought for my iPad, but uh-huh. I mean, whatever, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So some of the things that I mentioned that were sort of the piggy of the lipstick, you know, the, the piggy part, um, oh. those uh, some of those are being addressed in updates. So there's a there's an update that's due out, um, I believe, September 19th. So from the time that we're recording this, about 10 days away, um, that they're putting out a new new update that's supposed to fix some of the problems. I didn't mention one of the problems with the tires, but there's there's basically very little difference between uh, soft, medium, and hard tires, which if you know much about F1, there should be, you know, it should be a very strategic decision which one you pick. And uh, you should be able to turn a lot faster laps in soft tires. And you can turn faster laps, but the difference is not enough. And there's also not enough, um, there's really no loss of tire quality from 100% tire down to 30% tire at that point. At 30% tire, there's a there's a significant drop-off. But basically, 100% tire is almost identical to a 31% tire, which is not at all the way it is in real F1. So there's some things that they're, they're supposed to address some of those issues, and one of them is the tire thing, trying to make them more significant difference between soft and hard um, in the update that's coming out in just 10 days. So if you like F1 and you like management, I think, I think most people that fit in those categories would love this game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess let us know what you guys think of the game. If you, uh, yeah, if, if you, if you're playing F1 manager, you should send me uh, a tweet or a message somewhere telling me what team you, you, you decided to play with and how it's going. Cause I, chose, yeah, you... <laughs> I chose Williams and it's not going that well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not last though. Hey, Last. Yeah, it it is the 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 classic uh, the classic Trevor was he he picked the team in in last place and has had a brutal <laughs> go at it because of that. <laughs> I, there's no other way. I so I, like in Madden, I never play the 49ers unless they're the worst team in the league. Then I play the 49ers. <laughs> but I, I always I always pick the worst team in the league. Which I mean, not. Not, not funny enough. I I've never played the Lions. I don't know why, but I always end up playing the Browns. Uh, I played the Bengals a lot. You know those sort of things. I'm always playing the crappiest team I can find. Sure. So just my style. All right. Well, let's go ahead and stop there, and um, stay tuned next week for more Chain Attack. <laughs>